Welcome, friends. I'm Rev. Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for August 27, 2023. Today's Gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20. The Church That Makes a Difference When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. New International Version a lot of research studies have come out in the past 20 years demonstrating that legions of adults, especially between the ages of 18 to 29, are leaving the church in droves. This confirms my own anecdotal evidence over the years that about 80% of 20-somethings drop out of church altogether. So why are people leaving? Can anything be done about it? Most of the studies can be boiled down to three major reasons. First, the church is irrelevant to my life and doesn't talk about things important to me. The second response of people is, the church is judgmental toward others not like themselves. And third, the church is hypocritical by saying one thing and yet living another way. A good, right, and real confession of Jesus will speak a relevant word into the culture and into various generations, and it will proclaim the gospel of grace, not judgment, and will live what it believes. The church that makes a difference is made up of people who confess Jesus. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus and his disciples are in the Gentile, that is, the non-Jewish, territory of Caesarea Philippi, a city 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. Up to this point, the disciples encountered a lot of people and heard a lot of things said. So Jesus asked them two questions. First, who do people say the Son of Man is? Well, the disciples gave a variety of answers, which is to be expected, with some of them being a bit esoteric. John the Baptist raised from the dead is a stretch, Elijah was a man who never died, but was just taken to heaven. Maybe he's back. Maybe Jeremiah or one of the other prophets got sent back. When asking this question to folks today, you will also get a variety of answers as to whom Jesus is. A good teacher, a model humanitarian, a myth or a legend who didn't really exist. A few times I have been told that Jesus was an alien from another planet. My personal favorite response when I asked who Jesus is, a guy answered that he was a nudist and that if we all just took off our clothes, there would be peace in the world. And the second question that Jesus asked was, who do you say I am? P. 
Peter acted as the spokesperson for the group. Given the disciples' track record of scratching their heads over nearly everything Jesus said or did, one might expect to hear another crazy answer. But Peter got it right by confessing, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Christ is another way of saying Messiah or Savior. It literally means answer. Peter confessed Jesus as being the answer, the person for whom everything comes down to. Peter may not have fully understood what he was saying, but he said it. The church that makes a difference is made up of people who have been called by God. The reason that craziness didn't come out of Peter's mouth is that the answer was divinely revealed to him. Faith in Jesus Christ is a gift given to us by God. Jesus said in Matthew 11:27, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Peter was blessed, not necessarily because of sincerity, openness, or deserving it, but because of God's grace, which revealed to him that Jesus is the answer. The Apostle Peter put himself in a position to know by obeying the voice of Jesus to follow him. It took him and the other disciples a while to get it, but eventually they did. And if it took years of being with Jesus for the disciples to make a right and good confession of faith, then it's important that we have a great deal of patience for our friends and relatives as well. The church that makes a difference is made up of people who call others to confess Jesus. Jesus proclaimed Peter, which means rock, the immovable object from which the church would be built. The Apostle Paul framed it this way to the church at Ephesus. You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Christ is the one who builds the church and not me, nor you. This reality is encouraging and comforting to me. If it was up to me to build the church, I would screw it up so badly that it would actually be overcome, overcome by hell. But I can't screw it up, because it's Christ's church, not mine. So we can move forward and storm the gates of hell. We can move and work and act and call others to confess, all with the confidence and security of knowing that Jesus is building his church. There's no need to worry whether we're getting it right or not because we aren't the ones in control of the project. However, I admit what Jesus says next isn't very comforting to me. Christ told Peter that he will give him the keys of the kingdom of heaven and that whatever he binds on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever he lets loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Giving Peter the keys of the kingdom seems on the same level as giving an eight-year-old the keys to the car and saying, go ahead, take it for a spin, you can drive it. Well, what are the keys of the kingdom? 
The Heidelberg Catechism says, The preaching of the Holy Gospel and Christian discipline toward repentance. Both preaching and discipline open the kingdom of heaven to believers and close it to unbelievers. It goes on to ask, How does the preaching of the gospel open and close the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven is opened by proclaiming and publicly declaring to all believers, each and every one, that as often as they accept the gospel promise in true faith, God, because of what Christ has done, truly forgives all their sins. The kingdom of heaven is closed, however, by proclaiming and publicly declaring to unbelievers and hypocrites that as long as they do not repent, the anger of God and eternal condemnation rest on them. That's the Heidelberg Catechism question and answers 83 and 84. The Church is true to its mission when it proclaims the good news of God's grace in Christ. We possess the keys of the kingdom. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. That is, he knew the risks and the problems of letting people do the task of proclaiming, proclaiming the gospel. Yet Christ still tossed us the keys to his Mercedes. A church that makes a difference is made up of people who confess Jesus, are called by God, and call others to confess Jesus too. The dechurched and the disaffected want to see a church that seeks to understand the world, to provide a relevant ministry to others, and to tackle the injustice that exists everywhere. We must use the power given us with the keys of the kingdom to, be, to bestow mercy to the weak, the oppressed, and the lost. We need to live what we believe with a passionate heart and an unashamed faith. Together as God's people, we can extend the hospitality and the kindness to make a difference in the church and the world. So may our confession of Christ shape our words and our actions, and may it give us the confidence and boldness to live as Jesus did and to enjoy him forever. Amen.